today we're talking about something that can have a significant and maybe even one of the most significant impacts in your workplace. What is your professional mindset? Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Krina Hoyer. And we are so glad you're here at our podcast. We're excited to talk to you because we love you. We love your work. We love that you work. We want women in the workplace to feel supported and uplifted and empowered. And we want women to get to work. We want women to feel excited that they get to work, in fact. So we're talking about subjects that we think are interesting and that might help you because they certainly help us. Kirsten? Yes. How are you? I'm pretty good, actually. How about you? I'm doing great. It was a bit of, today was a little bit of a struggle, though, I have to be honest with you. Because? Well, just sometimes life just kind of feels like it's a struggle. Yes. And yes, it does. Um, I've been, you know, it's the kids with this crusty, you know, cereal left in the bowl when I they're really supposed to rinse those out and put mm-hmm. them in the dishwasher. And are you serious? That's another pair of socks on the floor that my husband left under the kitchen table. Do you seriously not think I can? You know, so kind of that sort of thing. Just the hard to get out of the house. Just the hard to get out of the house yeah. a little bit. But I did have a great meeting. I was able to walk to it. It's a sunny day. Well, you're so lucky that you live. I mean, you walk so many places. Where yeah, you live. yeah. I'm able. I'm able to do a lot of on my bike and on, on foot. And um, <laughs> I was really set, resetting my mind. Just really trying to kind of be present and be aware of what was I was moving into. I mean, walking to a meeting with a new potential client. And so I was outside, and you know, we still have the residual snow on the ground from. I had a foot in my neighborhood. I mean, yeah, it's still there. was a there, lot of snow right? for us. Walked into this to the building we were going to meet in, and I'm um, really trying to shake off just my general frustrations about the my, socks, the, the socks cereal. and the cereal, right? The never-ending socks and cereal situation. And I slipped. I slipped down a flight of stairs. Super scary. Which is super Very, scary. Very like heart. You know, makes your heart race. Yeah, and. Um, I can replay it in slow motion. You look good, so I'm thinking you didn't like totally wipe out. No, I didn't. Although I'll, I did. So my feet were wet. I walked it indoors. I stepped onto a brick, a stair wave that was brick, and the um, handrails were really a f- far apart from one another. <laughs> right. So it was a wide, really wide staircase, <laughs> and I stepped down on the second step, and I just. Slipped. Like it was wiped out. Just went straight down. But what's so weird is in slow motion, I thought, I got to catch myself. And then I decided to not put my hands down because I didn't want to break my arms. Okay, good, good. And then I was like, keep your head up because you don't want to crack your head, head on this brick. Protect your, protect your skull. Good thinking, <laughs> and I Frida. I flung my hands out and grabbed each rail, which are like five and a half feet apart. So it's like your full span. It's the full wingspan. And then I just... Went down like a, I don't know what, gymnast or something. Did on you the feel like you were on bars. the iron rings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Except for my arms were way above my head by the time it all stopped. And Well, that's couple, the iron rings. Like you're, yes, you know. I really did just dip it. I wanted, where are the judges? <laughs> like it was at 7.5. All by myself. I looked around. Surely someone saw me. Surely at least I can get that. Right. This amazing feat nope. of agility it and was power. All, I was all by myself. And then I kind of collected myself, did the body check. I'm fine. It's okay. And then what I realized was. I just rocked it. I just rocked that fall. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I let, I instead of feeling like I was a little shaky. I mean, the adrenaline kicked in for sure. But instead of getting super upset about it and letting it um, impact my day, I thought. And you're meeting with your new client. I'm meeting with my new client. I thought that's right. I still got it. I can catch myself just like a gymnast. It really helped reset my mind. Like Isn't a sense of gratitude. It, I had a sense of gratitude yeah. for the fall. And it's, I think it might have actually sort of sprung loose my frozen shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, There's a side benefit. I can move my right shoulder a little That's bit hysterical. better. I know, yeah. So that my day was really strange. It's like really frustrated by the petty things. And then it Isn't that interesting? Ended. The cereal and the socks really got under your skin. Uh-huh. But then your successful navigation of what could have been really bad, you know, wasn't oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, I almost fell. It was, look at me. I Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot about perspective. It was a major perspective Which shift. Which is what for we're me. talking about today. Yeah. Perspective. Perspective and mindset. Really? And what is it? What is your what is your mindset? What is your professional mindset? I want to start by saying um, even the fact that we have control over our mindset is a giant leap for some. Yes, that's a really good point, Karina. Like we do we have control over what we feel, what we think. Absolutely. How we respond. How we respond. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's acceptable and totally fine to have a variety of different approaches throughout the day. You know, and right, responses. We, right? We can't, Absolutely. We're not all perfect. We feel and, different well, ways you through are, the day. I know Besides you, me, right? We, right. We're all, no. But it's, and it's, a, it's a hard, it, but, but at the same time, I think, um, for me at least, I've been working really hard on trying to be mostly, what's the word? Have an abundant mentality. And abundance versus a, versus versus a mentality a, of scarcity. And this idea of abundance or something positive versus scarcity, something negative, is really at the root of so much of what you and I talk about all the time. Yeah. And I just want to point out that I'm super excited about this topic today. I'm super excited for you listening to like hear this and to think about this with us because I think it is absolutely foundational to our workplace, our lives. But I do want to acknowledge I'm a little intimidated by this topic. It's a heavy, heavy, it's a big lift. It's a big lift to talk about this. I think people write, I mean, people obviously write books, lots of books about this Mm -hmm. and talk for days. And we're going to try to scratch the surface in the next probably what we have 25 minutes left. And it's so, but, and I want to point out one thing, because we're going to use these words, scarcity and abundance. Yeah, let's talk about what lot. those two words mean. And I want to be clear. First of all, we're not talking about f- money. Right. This is not a this financial not a money conversation. conversation. This is a conversation about how do you engage in your day-to-day? How do you perceive what's happening in your life? How are you impacted by the things that come your way, how con- much you know control are you willing to relinquish, etc. What's right? an opportunity, right? Are there opportunities? Are there options versus there is no option, there is nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we think about this like in the workplace, like how does this manifest itself? How does this thinking manifest itself in the workplace and how does it impact your work? I think it's huge. And there are some interesting ways to think about the abundant mindset versus the scarcity mindset. Like, do you think in big ways? Do you have big ideas? Do you have small ideas? Um, How willing are you to stretch 
in solutions at work or ideas at work? Do you think that there is plenty versus none? Is there enough time or no time? And that's kind of my thing where I'm thinking, oh, there's no time. And I'm really susceptible to that one. Is there is there enough or is there not enough? Do you feel stuck or do you feel like you have options? Yes. Do you feel stuck? Do you have options? Are you happy or are you resentful? Because if you're resentful, that is an indication of a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And this is a big one for people's change. Right. How do you handle change? Because that's happening in the workplace all the time. And so if you have a hard time with change, if you see it as a threat, that's a scarcity mentality. Or fear, it's a scarcity mentality. One of the things that I found really interesting is that, and, and I don't know about you, but if you drain energy from the room, like when you're engaging with other people yes, or in a group. Yes, you create energy. If, uh, whether draining. you drain energy or create it. I've been in meetings where I'm doing both. Not at the same time. Well, maybe. But what I'm saying is I know when I'm draining energy right. from the room. And I know when I'm creating energy. It, that one is really obvious to me because I'm watching. That's really good to be aware of that. Body a language. lot of people are not aware of that. Uh-uh. I know. Or they don't know what to do but about it. But that's interesting that you can look to others to kind of discover what you're bringing, what energy you're bringing in. Yeah. I love the whether or not you're solution-oriented or whether you just react, right? Being proactive versus reactionary. If you're just reacting to stuff, that to me is the scarcity mentality because you've not created options for yourself to get you out of this situation where you have to react all the time. Right, so if you feel like you're reacting. Yeah, Yeah. and also this idea too about like if I, this is the weirdest thing, but I think people who are know-it-alls who have like all the information, all the answers, I sometimes think that they're in the scarcity mentality because they're not willing to like reach out, to learn more, to be curious, to have some wonder about a situation. Absolutely. Being closed versus being open. The, the, that's precisely. It's funny too that you tip, that you um, couch that as the know-it-all. Boy, that's a signal too, right? Like if you're... <laughs> well, I'm sensitive to that because as a lawyer, I'm supposed to know everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And but if I bring that know it all mentality into the workplace, it's very crushing for others. And if you're the, yeah, if you're the, always the smartest person in the room, which I also feel sometimes like, oh, I catch myself thinking be- you're the smartest person. You probably are, Karina, mm. honestly. No, <laughs> no, but acting like I am. Oh, yeah. The I acting. catch myself yeah. acting like I'm not even just like, oh, I'm faking it, but just like I catch myself always having an opinion about everything that's being said. That's not an abundant mindset. If I, that's a scarcity mindset. If I was more curious and listening and engaging um, other people's ideas, that's abundance. And so it's not about whether or not you have a lot of money. No. Or a lot of things or a lot of this or a lot of that. It's really about how do you engage in your life? How do you? Well, it's obviously, I mean, this, this clearly the things we're talking about carry into every single aspect of your life, how you deal with your kids, with your spouse, with the guy who fixes your car, everybody. Are you abundant? Are you scarce with your mindset? But we're going to focus primarily in the workplace because, of course, that's what we talk about, which is work because we want it to be a rocking place to be. And I think, Karina, honestly, this is the single biggest factor that we as workers have control over. Right, our mindset. Our mindset and how we see the world and what we are willing to challenge ourselves to do to get there. I uh, so relate to that. And in fact, I can tell you a story about a shift that happened for me in the workplace that went where I went from scarcity to abundance thinking, 
right at the end of my career. So I left a 20, you know, a job of 20 years and so much of my job at that time. So I was executive director, you know, it was an organ, mm-hmm. big organization, 40, a lot of employees, a lot of employees, a, a lot happening, a lot of happening and a lot of issues that were coming out on the day to day. And in fact, and I, and what, when I started that job, I think I had an abundance mentality and some of it was born from ignorance. I was just, Open. I was neutral to a lot of things that were happening, and I was just kind of letting them flow, and I was seeing what was going to play out and open to possibilities. But the longer I did the job, the more my response turned to an attempt to control. So I started holding on tighter and tighter and tighter to things, right? When, which, in fact, then led to this scarcity mentality. I wasn't necessarily open to new ideas. I was getting kind of mired in the things. I was trying to control things so that I didn't, you know, disrupt my me or you know the flow of inf- whatever and so kind of trained my brain to be a to be very yeah my trained my brain into a scarcity mentality and then I left and when I left as you know my goal was to not have another job when I left my goal was to spend three months giving yourself time and giving space. myself time and space mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what the community needed next from me and what I could provide well that function I knew intellectually was important but it was the hardest job I've ever had to do. To not have a job? Well, it was the hardest thing. And as you know, I talked to you about this a lot. What am I going to do? Yes, I, got, well, yeah. I was very fearful, very fearful because I didn't have control. And I engaged in um, sort of the search constantly. I was constantly searching for my next job. When I finally let go, when I mm-hmm. finally just sat, allowed myself an opportunity to see see what was in front of me, see what others needed, see where I was feeling energized or what conversations I really loved and things I didn't want you know, the world opened up to me and it and the world didn't, the world was always open to me. It's just that you didn't see it until you were willing to kind of let go a little bit. Yes. Is that fair? I would say let go. And, you know, in this chart by Katya Verison. Oh, this is so great. Which yeah. uh, she wrote an article um, called The Remarkable Advantage to Abundant Thinking. She has a chart in there that really... It, it, As we talk through this chart, I think you listening are going to see yourself in these descriptions and get a sense of what is your mindset in the workplace. Yeah. Um, so I, this is where I realized I was just my point of view was very limited. I was feeling impatient and anxious and afraid. I gave sort of my power away, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, somebody please I need somebody to hire me rather than I can choose what I want or Um, create what I want or create what I want even yeah and my thinking was very narrow the only job I could really think of was doing exactly what I had just left the thing that I was no longer finding satisfaction in so very very narrow what Katya says um you know when you the the opposite of that when you're feeling in the when you sort of have the abundance mindset is you're relaxed you're expansive you're even breathing deeply and evenly, you feel empowered. You feel like you're working towards something that's so bigger. So this is what she talks about with this physicality. There's a physicality to this. It's in our bodies, right? We're either feeling 
relaxed, calm, deep breaths versus feeling tense? Are you clenching your jaw? Are you, you know, not breathing deeply? Do you just feel tense? Is your neck hurt? I mean, all those sorts of things. Those are physical manifestations of what kind of thinking is going on in your brain. And you talked about this in the beginning. You know, what is your point of view on a situation? Are you a victim? Are you frenetically searching for something? Are you being bullied? Are you just not even paying attention? Or are you feeling like, hey, listen, I am in the driver's seat. I have agency here. I can make decisions and do things. And I think when you look at each of those, you start to get a sense of, hey, what is your mindset? Mm -hmm. I love the one you talked about. You know, what kind of energy are you creating in the room? Mm -hmm. Like when you're around people, are they smiling? Are they happy to be with you? Are they communicating with you and participating? Or are they not? Are other people feeling frustrated by you or impatient? Or um, So I love that when you talked about knowing in the room whether you are having abundant thinking or scarce thinking. Right. Yeah. If that's your mindset. And, yeah. you know, Katya says abundant thinking is a mindset that gives you the creative energy and grit to reach your vision, you know, and on a daily basis to design your own life. Mm -hmm. So not only do we change the way we feel physically yep. and how we see the world, and how we feel, you know, victim versus empowered mm -hmm. or, you know, scared versus open to possibilities. We also create something for ourselves in the workplace with abundant thinking that translates into success, right? Who wants to work with someone who's oh, yeah. constantly yeah. freaked out about yeah. everything? Yes. Who Yes. And, and by the way, I mean... We have all been in these situations. We have all experienced times of scarcity. There's no question because when we talk about those things we just talked about, we can all see ourselves in each of those sides. We, we hope we're in one side a lot more than the other. It's the socks and cereal. It's the socks and the cereal. Like there's a part of that that you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful I have this wonderful husband. And that we have enough money for socks and cereal. Right. Right. That's one way to look at it. Kind of like your accident. Like, holy cow, that was super scary, but I feel successful that I accomplished the iron, you know, the iron cross, right? <laughs> I mean, it is about mindset. It's about mindset. It's about mindset. I think it's hard, though. I've talked about this with a fair number of folks, and one of the questions is, I can't always have a rose. I can't always make sure. No, make, you got to be, yeah. And that's not, that's also not what we're talking about. So no. this also, this feels nuanced in a way. This is why at the beginning of the show, we said it's a heavy lift. I'm not saying put rose-colored glasses on every single situation. No. In fact, I can be upset yes. about trivial things. Yes, but I can also I can be upset about trivial things and still have an abundance mindset because I can see that I'm in control of it. Yes, and you can be upset about it and move on. Yeah, and let I can go be of upset it, move it. on. Doesn't change your day, right? Don't let it change your day, right? Socks Don't let it and cereal. So, and I think some. I'm wondering if people can. I'm wondering if somebody can relate to that. And you told me a story about someone who. Oh, this is oh, this is the weirdest. One of the things that like sometimes people tell me stories and they stick with me for a really long time, and this is one of those stories that really sticks with me. I have a friend who is smart, successful, attractive, um, fun to be around. Right? She was involved in this like 
hobby activity, like a hobby, like a volunteer hobby. We all go and do this thing together. And during the course of that, she experienced this bullying from the people that this is in her adult life. She's in her 40s, experiences bullying. And that went on for several years. The bullying? The bullying. She like let herself be bullied for several years. And and she's still talking about it years later. And I have thought about this so much. I mean, because we're going to talk about this on this show, bullying in the workplace, but we, you know, we've all seen or experienced bullying in the workplace and we all feel captivated by it because we have these relationships with our jobs and our whatever. But this was a completely voluntary thing for her. And I've been so curious, like, why would she endure that? And after she stopped enduring it, why would she continue to um, be resentful about it, to be angry mm-hmm. about it, and to hang on to it? And I realized, oh, she that was such a scarcity mindset. It wasn't like, what can I do to get over this? And the reason that I can tell the story this way is because recently she's gotten over it. It's so interesting. She's She said... She was telling me this story for like the sixth time, and she finally said to me, you know what? I'm not in that situation anymore. I've worked through that. I spend way too much time on it. I have other choices. I'm making those choices. And so that juxtaposition of the stuck versus the unstuck, I mean, it was just a really great thing to see that in someone who really decided, no, I'm going to decide where's the abundance here? Where's the possibility? Uh, Where's the next good thing as opposed to focusing on this bad thing she can't change? She can't change and it's Uh -uh. not doing her any favors. And I think Uh -uh. we all know people like that, right? I think you're thinking about somebody you know in your workplace who's stuck in scarcity mentality or in your life, or maybe you are. And there are tools to retrain yeah, how your Yeah, how is move. it that you change your thinking and from I, scarcity again, to Again, I just need to reiterate, this is, I don't want to trivialize this. This is a heavy lift. It's a big subject. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. It's a practice it's a for practice sure. It's a practice in your life, but it has to begin somewhere. Mm-hmm. And well, I, we have to, I think the very first thing that we've talked about too is being aware. Right. Being aware of something, having some awareness of, I am upset about cereal and socks, right? Yeah. I'm upset about cereal and socks, and is that really going to be how I live my day, right? Right. So the awareness piece. Being aware. And I and so if you get to a place, if you are at a place where you are realizing, oh my gosh, I do have a generally, I do, re- I see, I seem to feel more resentment mm-hmm. than happiness. I do seem to focus on what's missing rather than what's there. I am afraid of change rather than embracing it. Or I'm focusing on what's not working instead of what is, right? Or who's out to get you or who's doing this to you right. or whose fault it is. Yeah. And, you know, one of the most helpful things I think that 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 I've, I've read is, and you see this over and over again in not only professional... Um, professional writing, but like meditation writing and Buddhist writing, and there's some common themes here, but the idea is like nobody is out to, you know, the neutrality, Yeah. right? To just say to yourself, this has happened. People aren't out, nobody, the universe is not out to get me. 
It's not, it's, it, this thing just happened. There's socks under the table. There's cereal in the sink. It's not like your kid hates you or your husband hates you, yeah. right? It's just socks in the sink. So to try and think about it without- Socks in the sink. Whoops. Close. That, socks would be, that, that might actually. That could happen in my house. I'm sure that's <laughs> happened in my house. And I think they were soccer socks after like, you know, ugh. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's, yeah, we have to make sure that there were actually were not socks in the sink. But to not have so much energy around it, just to take some of the energy out of it and look at it more neutrally. Yeah. So if I want to move, if I hear myself in this, if I'm realizing I have a scarcity mentality mm-hmm. and it's not good. Yeah. Frankly, if you have a scarcity mentality, you're probably kind of hard to be around. Yes. You may not be advancing as, you know, as you want in your job or... You may be seen as a negative person in the workplace. You may be seen as a negative or a, mm-hmm. or a barrier to progress. Mm-hmm. How do you change it? You know, again, this is a practice. Mm-hmm. I think recognition and awareness is the first bit. But there are tools. There are things that a person can do to move themselves out of it. In fact, yesterday... You said, "Oh my gosh, I have a scarcity mentality." Yeah, I know. We were talking about this show, and I was really irritated. And you had even said to me, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm just so irritated." And it was that same stuff, Crane. It's that you're trying to get out of the house, and it's, you know, the cereal and the socks, and somebody wants this, and you got to stop by school and drop that off, and your client, you know, has an emergency that they created for yourself, and they want you to fix. And I was feeling really overwhelmed and negative. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really I, I, I really try and be aware of what is going on, right? And I can feel it in my body when I get that way. Mm-hmm. And I stop and I evaluate what it is I'm so upset about and I try and figure out whether it's actually that important or whether it's cereal, right? Mm-hmm. Is it cereal in the bowl? Is it socks on the floor? And it's really helpful for me, like, to try and, like, take a beat. And I mean, like, go outside, go for a quick walk. Count to 20 deep breaths. Um, Sometimes I'll even watch a funny video to make myself laugh, right? Just anything to get my head out of that space in the moment and try and move on to something else, like, really intentionally. It's like give perspective. I mean, really what Mm -hmm. you're doing is taking a moment and really kind of doing a body and a mind check. Yep. Some people listen to music. Like, I have a lot of friends who change the way they feel by listening to music. They have soundtracks that they have for themselves. Like, they have their own, what is that called? Playlist. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? They have their own playlist. And... So that's, and I, yeah, right. So that's the perfect place to start. Aware, mm-hmm. take yourself out of situations. Mm-hmm. What if this is a, a lifetime? I mean, uh, right, this is, not, go get therapy. I mean, I think oh, if you're on the other oh, extreme, yeah. right. right, you need to call a therapist. If you, can't, if you can't make a move out of this yourself, you need to get some help. Right. Right. And, and if you're somewhere in between, there are deeper tools that you can use or, or you know, access that'll help you retrain your brain, truly retrain your brain. Mm-hmm. I read uh, somewhere that I wish I should cite my sources in every case, and I rarely can. Just take my word for it. Don't question my. We just like don't question my authority. We just like to pop off about stuff. Um, That if you go through the process of writing down three things that you're grateful for, independent things that you're grateful for, um, I think it'll take 
two weeks maybe or some some sh- very short period of time for your brain to actually start looking start looking mm-hmm. and find things to be grateful for rather because you want to put them on your list be, right but it's yeah not just because you want to put them on your list because your brain you're aware changes. of them now. you're, you yes. physically change yep. your brain to see something to see the good rather than the frustrated you it start- seems it seems so small right it seems like are you kidding me it's amazing i did it for a year and the first, like you say, the first two weeks, I was like, I was, but it was good because I was looking for the things for my list, right? right? And then after that, it got to be like, I mean, I could riff on gratitude, the three things, heck, sometimes I had 10, but I think that is a super effective way. And you, if, if you begin small, recognizing it, starting to take some of these baby steps, yeah. starting to change the way your brain works. Getting some therapy Getting if some it's therapy. bad. Hey, man, there is nothing wrong with therapy. No, thank goodness. Um, there's often... Thank goodness for me. Thank goodness for me. It's a good thing. It's nothing bad with it. In, in fact, it's good. But on the other side of that, if you do start a practice of abundance thinking, the beauty of it is at some point along the road, you start seeing the possibilities in your life, in your career, in your family. People seek you out. Right. You're someone with energy. People want to Give be around energy. you. People want to People be around you. People want to be with you. you. You're fun. Your life is more meaningful. We're not here very long. We need to make the best of it. Right. And this is what I want to just really encourage you, the listener, to do. Be gentle with yourself. This is not an exercise in thrashing your back or beating yourself up. The root of this is being kind to yourself. And when you find yourself in a bad spot, geez, like love yourself and try and move on to something more beautiful, right? Just Mm -hmm. don't like, I think that fundamentally is you can't beat yourself into abundance. I think you have to love yourself into abundance. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Darn I love your yourself perfect... into abundance. Love yourself into abundance. And yeah. love others. No yeah. one's out to get you. Mm-hmm. Well, most people aren't out no, to get you. No, most people are. And if they are, they're probably not worth it, honestly. <laughs> people that are out to get people aren't worth it. But we're going to focus on loving yourself into abundance. Love yourself. I'm going to love you into abundance, You always too. do. Just love it. Love yourself up. Okay, people. This is not the last time we will talk <clears throat> no, about this. No, this is not the last time we're going to talk about abundance and scarcity. Um, but in the meantime, have at it. Have at it. Get to work. Be I happy I hope you about find it. some abundance and some good self-love. Yes. Take and care. And I hope you land the next time you go down a staircase. In uh, the iron cross. Hope you nail it like I did. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. If you liked that episode, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, take a look at our website at yougettowork.com. Thanks for listening. Crean and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded at community-powered KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and streaming at kmre.org. And thanks to our sound engineer, Kevin Leja. Thanks, Kevin.